Hello, Chet, Chet here. This is Chet Czar. This is the Dark Art Society podcast. Uh, sorry. Excuse the noise outside. There's still roof work going on out there, so you'll probably hear compressors, hammering, nail guns, things of that nature. But I'm just going for it so I can get this thing done and posted. Uh... So, uh, let's see what's been going on. Conjoin 10 happened. Well, first off, let me say this. I got a lot of feedback from the last episode. People contacting me and, you know, telling me I should slow down and don't get too stressed about the podcast, but don't quit doing the podcast. So, uh, uh, I, I, I was just tired. It really maybe sounded worse than it was. I I started feeling bad because I was getting all these messages from people. (laughs) And that wasn't my intention. I wasn't, uh, I I guess I was was just exhausted. I get like that sometimes. I get tired and I just go, what the hell am I doing? But I always come come back around. I just just needed rest. So um, I'm not going to stop doing the podcast. There's no way. There's no way it's... um, uh, you know, when something grassroots like this podcast kind of takes off and uh, people like it, I'm just, I'm going to keep doing it. So I, I, I sometimes I am in, in a feel like I'm in a bubble though. And, and I, and I don't know if people are out there really digging it or not, but uh, I had a lot of people at the conjoined show telling me that they really love the podcast and stuff. So anyway, don't don't listen to me if I get like that. I was just tired. I'm not. Um, I, it wasn't even. I wasn't even that bad. I mean, I guess I came across worse than I actually was. So uh, I, I apologize. I don't mean to worry anybody. But I'm all good. Conjoined is over, so that's kind of a relief. That was a really great show. People loved it. The art was amazing. Everyone really kicked ass and uh, just did a great job creating the work Gary and Erica did a great job um, getting the show ready and it looked really nice it was great it was great it had nothing but nice things heard nothing but nice things about it all night uh, so that's over so that's kind of a relief um, yeah I'm just back to playing catch up I still am not caught up with things. Got to get the book done. My usual spiel. Commissions, book. I have to start these tool posters I pre-sold. I'm going to... I think what I'm going to do is start the doodles this week, I hope. That's the plan. And then maybe start doing time lapses of them and posting them on my Patreon. That would be kind of cool. Time lapsing the tool poster doodles. Uh, you know, one thing that a couple people said to me in regards to being burnt out, dealing with the podcast and everything is they suggested that I don't have to do the five questions every time if I'm running behind. And I was like, well, that's a simple solution. I, you know, I'm always trying, I, I feel like I, I'm one of these overachievers that's kind of obnoxious in a way I don't even stop to think that you know what just 
don't do that part and it'll make things a hundred times easier. So I'm not going to do the five questions this week because that's the situation I was in today. And instead of stressing out and getting on here and complaining and then people worrying about me, I just not going to do the five questions. So that's easy. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, just, uh, back on projects, finishing things up, getting things shipped. Uh, and then, uh, I'm going to start these posters, tool posters, doodles. Anyway. Okay. So let's see. What do we have? That's, that's what's going on. That's what's going on with me. This intro is going to be short. Uh, let's do new subscribers, new subscribers. Where are you? Uh, okay. New subscribers. I think I mentioned Andreas Nagel last week, so I will start there. And he gave a, a generous amount a month, so I'll say it again. Thank you, Andreas Nagel. Uh, okay, and then we've got Guts That Glisten. Thank you for supporting. And Rag and Bone. Those are the new supporters this month. If you want to join patreon.com slash dark art society and you can just it's just a dollar a month you can cancel anytime super easy you can pause your membership anytime very easy to do and it supports the podcast keeps it free for everybody else and uh, you get little extras like i'm going to be posting this image of john Sebolero's that we talk about that i was gonna i was thinking about using for the placard but we, we ended up choosing another image a little more appropriate for the dark art society uh, but this other one i was talking about is so great that i wanted to post it so i'm going to post it in the patreon as well as the screen grab i do a screen grab of the interviewee and you get the podcast a day early so it's it's worth it for a dollar i mean it's totally worth it so um yeah anyway that's i didn't even mention the the uh Today's interview is John Cebolero. I'm, I'm such a big fan of him, and I and I really think he's criminally underrated. He's so good. His line work is just his. It just does it for me. It just does it for me. I I just you know it's masterful. His stuff is just masterful to me. So I'm excited to share his work with you if you haven't seen it. Really great, amazing, and hilarious. His work just makes me laugh uh one other thing i want to mention before we get into the interview which was a great interview by the way just did it a little bit earlier uh we're still trying to get chet czar i like to paint monsters onto netflix so if you go into the um uh, if you search i think if you google uh netflix recommend recommendations or something you'll probably you could probably find it but there's a link down in the description on the soundcloud page and what any other um podcast hosts that you're listening through the in the information should be in in the description that with, with a link to uh the netflix the netflix to the Netflix recommendation page where you can recommend Chet Czar, I Like to Paint Monsters, because that would be pretty damn cool to get that on Netflix, just so people can see it, more people can see it. Right now it's just on um, 
iTunes and you can get the DVD, but you know, a lot of people I've tried selling the DVD to say, I don't even have a DVD player, which is pretty crazy. Okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to cut it short in, in keeping with this new, uh, attitude of don't stress out about the podcast. I'm cutting it short. Anyway, what you really want to hear is the interview. So, uh, I'm aware of that. So, uh, let's get on with it. I had a great interview with John Sebolero. So check it out. Hope you like it. Hello, John. Hey, Chet. How's it going? It's going good. How are you doing? All right. You know, keeping busy. Keeping busy, aren't we all? I, uh, I I thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. You've been on the list for a long time for me. I'm very flattered uh, to be part of uh, your library of artists. Yeah, I I I'm and, well, you're one of uh, the artists I collect as well. You know, I've got quite a few of your original little small pieces and drawings, and I have kind of a lot of your work. I I, I appreciate that. That's it, it, it means a lot to me when uh, like uh, an artist of your caliber collects my work. And, you know, oh, thank so. you. I, I'm a huge fan, though. I mean, <clears throat> I, 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 I think I said this to you when we, we tested this out the other days. I think you're, you're, uh, you're one of the most underrated, amazing artists out there today that's in this, you know, in, in this peer group of artists. It's like, I just, I can't understand why you're not, a, you know, a bigger name because your stuff is so good. It's so good. I just love it. Well, thank you. It's, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, you, you do stuff to, uh, that you, you know, you're always trying to create art that you're proud of and happy with and you want to try to evolve as an artist. Mm-hmm. So uh, I appreciate that uh, guys like you and some other artists that I really uh, respect um, like my work. Yeah, and, uh, I, I'm a big fan of your work. As well. oh. uh, I've been for years. Oh, I appreciate it. That's cool. Oh. That's good to know. Well, I think we have a lot of in- similar influences in a way, because I, I mean, I, we're probably around the same age, roughly. I think. Yeah, maybe. twenty. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we're uh, ge- generation Y, or I don't know what the new, the new. I just read it. What the new, what the new generation is called? Oh, really? There's oh, X. Oh. No, it was X. Y, no, Z, Generation Z. There's some new one that they came out with, but it doesn't oh, matter. Gosh. Anyway. <laughs> Who comes up with that? Who decides? I don't, yeah, that's a good question. Like, is there some... of people is going to be designated what phylum? Yeah, right. There's some committee out there. Yeah. <laughs> probably a bunch of assholes. Well, probably. <laughs> Self-important assholes. Well, yeah, I like a... I like I like the station we're at, so I'll take our generation. Yes, yes, yeah. we are we are Gen X, I believe, right? Uh, I don't know. I I was born in nineteen sixty five, so yeah, I'm sixty seven, so that's Generation oh, X. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah so cream uh, of the crop. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, I mean, you were you're influenced by Mad Magazine for sure, right? Yes. Yes, uh, I see that in I, your work big time. In yeah, I, I was a huge. Uh, I love Mad. I, I wasn't into standard superhero comics. Same here. Same here. 
I was, uh, first of all, I was into monster comics. Yes, me too. And, You're the first person I've interviewed in 150 episodes that, that was into monster horror comics and not oh, yeah, superhero I love, comics. Yeah, I was crazy about that stuff. And uh, it didn't exactly uh, jive with a lot of other kids in my, right. in my age group. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't care. I was. Yeah. I was into uh, horror comics, and then I, you know, I, I was into uh, Warren publications. Yeah, Warren was amazing. Creepy, eerie, yep. uh, Vampirella, yep. uh, famous monsters. Yes. And uh, I went to my first uh, convention in 1975, which was the famous monster convention. Wow, you are lucky. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an accident. I had, we, I was in Manhattan with my mother, and uh, I just happened to spot a kid on the other side of Forty Second Street with a uh, with a red bag, and it had a like a graphic image of uh, Phantom of the Opera. Right. Lon Chaney's uh, seniors Phantom of the Opera, and I was like, "What's that?" And we found out that there was a convention up the street, and we went back the next day, and I got to see uh, Forrest Ackerman. Peter Cushing. Oh my God! And Ingrid Pitt. Oh my so, God! Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 funny. I see images of of that convention on uh, the internet, and I'm like, geez, I can't believe I existed in that era. Right. <laughs> it with the haircuts and the clothes. Everyone had like striped shirts on, and oh yeah. You know, it was kind of goofy, but I was like, wow, I was in that, I was in that world. Yeah. And, uh, that was very exciting. Tough skins. Yeah. T- <laughs> Tough skins. <laughs> My Wranglers. And like... Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. That was probably, that must have been the first one. I think there had been other ones, but uh, that was my first convention. Like I said, it was a, it was an accident. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I wasn't one of these kids who was like, oh, let me... Let me look around. Let me let me research. See if I can find things. I into. I just kind of happened upon yeah. things, and I was kind of lucky for for certain things. Oh, uh, well, it was, was back then. It, you know, it's not like you could easily research something like that. You know, you had to probably subscribe to Famous Monsters and right, you know right, what I mean? yeah. You had to read them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I think I saw an interview with like Rick Baker, and he was like, "Yeah, I used to buy a magazine. I don't know if I used to read them though. <laughs> just look at pictures, but yeah, I, you know, I, I was crazy about that stuff. I just got all kinds of. I was, I used to watch, uh, you know, the horror movies that would come on TV, and yep, and uh, you know, anything Hammer films or Godzilla, and yeah. all that. Chiller theater I used to watch. Yep. So yeah, the good old days. Yeah, that's I mean, I was the same way, too. It was horror comics and horror movies. I tried to do the superhero thing and I just could not get into it. It's I think I seriously think it was the costumes that threw me like the the tights and (laughs) tights and cod pieces. It just it didn't appeal to me like it wasn't it wasn't like fantasy enough for me or something heroic yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah i don't know what it was it's just i I tried though i remember for a while there was one that was like plastic man that i kind of or it wasn't plastic man it was another it was a guy like plastic man i forgot his name and i kind of liked that but then it's like then i saw heavy metal magazine and that was like you know between that and all the ec comics and the warren stuff my friends um dad was an artist 
who like a commercial artist and he used to get all the the warren magazines and oh, so cool. he you know we would go through his uh, uh um all his warren stuff and it, i remember looking at eerie for, uh-huh. the, for the first time right and i was probably six like six years, <laughs> six years old or something and seeing like this violent it was richard corbin and it was a priest character getting like his face slashed with a with a right. switchblade right through his eyeball right. and and just the shock it's called the butcher yes the butcher yeah, that's right that's amazing I'm fan, so I'm yeah, yeah yeah that yeah. that one really did a number on me like i remember just the impact of seeing that as a little kid like oh it was i don't know shocking to me but i just loved it i couldn't get enough yeah, it's that weird combination of like revolt and you're like drawn to it you know you're not supposed to look right. at it but you keep peeking at it and stuff but yeah i was definitely in that kind of kid and uh, my i i my the first issues of uh creepy and eerie were brought to my house by my aunt my father's sister used to read them that and vampirella which wow. is not exactly job you know appropriate for children right but she would read them <laughs> And she'd bring them over and she'd drop them. Hey, something for the boys, me and my brother. My brother wasn't as interested. But I'd pick them up and I'd look at them. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is horrible. I have to read it. <laughs> I have to obsess over it. <laughs> and so, the artwork was amazing, too. That was the other thing. It's like, especially Richard Corbin's stuff was so, he has such a style. And it's like right. his characters are always like kind of short and stocky. Right. You know what I mean? It, it, was, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a weird thing that he did, but that added to the weirdness to me, you know, yeah. it's like it, 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 something, I don't know, something about it was like, this is weird on all these levels and really well done to where it just was like, I just, you know, I loved it. I loved it right away. Yeah. He created his, uh, it's kind of his own anatomy. Right. His own beings. Yeah. These, uh, yeah, they were stocky and very kind of, um, the faces were very kind of extreme. Right. And, uh, you know, very, uh, a lot of uh, action and uh, he, he did his homework with lighting and, and shading yeah. and, uh, you know, anatomy. He was, yeah, put a lot of, a lot of work, more than a, a lot of artists would bother to it. Yeah. So, right, right. Yeah. You know. They, they looked like a race. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all his characters looked like they belonged to this this other race, the yeah, Richard, yeah. <laughs> Richard Corbin race. <laughs> right, right. His planet. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like all artists are kind of a god over the right the images and things they create. They're, they're, you know, they're everything they create answers to them. So right. <laughs> so uh, makes sense. Know. I wonder if he's a short, stocky guy. I've never seen a picture of him. Uh, he's not. Well, I don't know how tall he is, but I know he used to be like a bodybuilder. Oh wow! But, yeah. And uh, he's, uh, and I think he was also into martial arts. So he oh. was, uh, was a formidable looking guy. Yeah. So. So okay, uh, and then um, uh, Mad Magazine was a big part of my childhood as well. Um, and and were you into Mad? Ma- you were into Mad Magazine, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Ma- like- yeah, I, I I used to get Mad Magazine uh, also. It was you know combination horror comedy right <laughs> the artwork was wonderful i was a big mort drucker fan me too man that. mort drucker was the man he was my favorite yeah. him and uh yeah he was like the best at the characters i thought right we've talked i talked about 
someone else I interviewed on this podcast about, I don't remember uh-huh. who it was, but we talked about how there was like him and a couple other guys that did right. caricatures and Mort Drucker's were always definitely the best. And then the other guys didn't quite sometimes didn't quite okay. nail the likeness like Mort Drucker did. Yeah. Mort was, um, he was a genius. I mean, he is he's still alive. He's a genius. Yeah. And, uh, it just, it just seems so easy. You know, his work seems so natural and easy. I know. He's not laboring over it. Right. Looks very, um, you know, he just has a naturalistic style and, uh, you can just see through through like the the line work. The guy's just kind of like a rapier on the page, you know. Right. And and uh, I, you know, I, the way he kind of works things out is pretty amazing and, and inspiring. Yeah. I also like the guy. Uh, I learned uh, to like uh, not learned to like, but <laughs> I learned to appreciate uh, Jack Rickard, which who was another. Yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm not bad guy. You probably know his work. Probably. Oh yeah, I know. I know the name. I can't place the artwork though. Right. He did. Uh, he did that cover. I believe he did the cover. Was uh, it was uh, like a men's shower, and they show the guys with the, the they have sunburns on their bodies, except for uh, uh, Alfred. His his sunburn is over his ass. <laughs> as if he's wearing something like his his whole body is uh, covered up except for his ass or his. his yeah, man. It was you so, know uh, the thing about Mad Magazine that people may not realize, especially younger people that that weren't into it. It was it was really kind of um, you know I hate to use the term, but it was kind of punk rock. Yeah, you know it was very subversive. It was very like um, um, subversive. I don't know. It was it was uh, critiquing popular yeah. culture in a big way and making fun of everything. Absolutely, in a really yeah, smart was, way too. Yeah, it was very. Uh... I don't know if uh, people would appreciate it on the same level now if it was right. on the newsstands now. I think it would be considered too outrageous. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the humor really, uh, like you said, skewed uh, society and uh, things that uh, considered respectable institutions and right. military and yep. politics and cultural movements. So it's, you know, it's, do you remember the uh, the Mad Foldins? Yes, yes. Did you uh, used to make your own Mad Foldins? I used to make my own Mad Foldins. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> what kind of images? Uh, what kind of imagery did you? Work it was, you at? know, there's the only one I remember. I think I still have it somewhere, and it was a, uh, it was like a when it's closed, it was a kind of a monster face, of course, and then when you <laughs> open it, it was like a cave with a, like a guy inside the cave. I don't know. It, was, it wasn't, you know, it was, it was stupid, but it worked. It, sense it, it worked, though. You open it up and it's a different picture than when you fold it up. But uh, I mean, that, yeah, it was great. And uh, Don Martin, I love Don Martin's stuff. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. And um, Sergio Aragonez. Yeah. However you pronounce his last name. Uh, Al Jaffe. Al Jaffe, yeah. I've got a right. bunch of those books, the little paperbacks, yeah. too, still. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Al Jaffe was awesome. Uh, inventions, he had those like it, weird inventions and stuff. He would do. anyway. Okay, let's not get off on a, a Mad Magazine <laughs> tangent. <laughs> I only I bring it up because your uh, your stuff has that vibe to it, or some of your work because you kind of do different. You know, you're not like just doing one thing. You, you you know, you've done some really cool monsters, which I have some some of your monster paintings, and you do those those amazing women 
Those oh. women you do are just like, nobody's doing that. <laughs> it's so great because they're like, it's, <laughs> it's, they're, they're, <laughs> they're so well drawn and, you know, kind of attractive and ugly at the same time. Yes. I love that. <laughs> well, you know what it is? I have this thing where, um, uh, it's uh, that um, I like, I, I, you know, I'm trying to explore what makes things attractive, things that are not obviously attractive, mm-hmm. but they have some odd attraction to them. And right. that's kind of what I'm shooting for. Yeah, you, you want some, yeah, because I always get people like, I don't, you know, I don't know where to put, you know, like, so, and, uh, you know, it's um, that weird balance that, uh the twilight zone of attractiveness. Like I can't put my finger on it, but right. there's something about this person that is like a, I find alluring, and that's kind of what I try to put in my yeah. And those and those pieces. So it's you know it's funny you have the the uh, what's the little booklet you sent me? What's it called? It was called. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, there's uh there was um jive about, then there was um what was it called? It's not. It wasn't that Deep one. Drag. Yeah, deep drag. Right. My granddaughters <laughs> My granddaughters love that book. Oh, okay. It was like sitting out and uh-huh. and they were they were just fascinated with this book. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. All right. Well, that's that's cool. Yeah, totally cool. Like they 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 appreciated it. Um Well, you know, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be not not it's not I'm not trying to be serious in a way. Right. I'm trying to, trying to be charming in a weird way. Yeah. You know, and uh, it, that, it's uh, you just definitely... one of those strange attractions. <laughs> you know, they're so good, though. I mean, I love, okay. I love, I love those. And then, the, and then you, the, the other thing that blew me away um, was your, you did that sculpture for Conjoined. And, oh, and and that was that was amazing to me because it, that sculpture looked exactly like your drawings, and Thank I didn't. You. I mean, are you a sculptor? Yeah, well, I because uh, that was I, like a super, like the only you know, it was like you know you were like it's like you've been a sculptor all your life. That's no, what it looks I, like. It I haven't. Blew me I, away. I, I, you know, I've been dabbling on and off uh, throughout the years. I mean. I mean, I, I wish he did more consistently. Maybe I'd be uh, uh, be more comfortable with it if I had worked with it more regularly. But uh, no, I, I haven't been doing it that long. I think I started in uh, the early, uh, the, the earlier mid nineties. Mm-hmm. I, I I would see. I had a friend uh, who would get those like. Uh, that's a long time. That's a long. Magazine. That's a long time ago. What's that? <laughs> it doesn't seem like that long ago, but it's actually no, a long time well, ago. You know, guys our age are like, oh yeah, the nineties, yeah, good old days for some people. I'm like, really? I wasn't even born yet. Is <laughs> how yeah, it's people like, in the audience uh, are saying. Well, I go further back. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, you want to, yeah, I don't think of the nineties as being that long. I know ago. it's weird, right? It's fucked. That's it's a fucked up thing about being being our age is it just the nineties don't seem like that long ago. No, they don't. And it's like, I guess I haven't worked things out. That's why they don't seem that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> so but working on the sculpting. <laughs> Still an aperture. <laughs> that sculpt only since the nineties. But, um, I mean, Hey, did you do, have you done a lot of sculpting before you done that? Cause I remember you, I thought you said that really you hadn't done a ton of sculpting. No, I hadn't. Uh, so I wasn't expecting a sculpture that good when you sent it in and it was 
perfect. It was amazing. It was exactly Thank like your, your 2D well, work. Well, listen, I was very uh, flattered that you uh, invited me to the show. I remember I put uh, a piece up on, on Facebook, and you, you saw it, and you're like, you sculpt? And I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and then you invited me to the conjoint show. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, so, I love that piece. But, but yeah, I, I, um, what got me into sculpting was that uh, it wasn't the good sculptors, the bad sculptors, hmm. you know? people who are like i know i can do better right <laughs> it's like this guy's in a magazine i mean i i'm not i don't mean to be patting like i had not sculpted i'm thinking i could i can definitely do better than <laughs> so wow i don't know why i'm holding myself back but uh so yeah that's why i i got into uh i mean it's it's a different uh, art form from painting and drawing and it's like it's really wonderful you know to be able to turn something in space right and uh kind of create a um and especially if you do a little figure it's you know it's so it's so cool to have something you know like a little little being you know so right. well you, the cool the cool thing too with that sculpture was that you painted it you know right. that the painting on it was amazing it was it was I don't know. I just, I, I love that, that, that piece. Um, okay. So I want to know like what, what, what your how you got into, how you got where you are today. Like, I'm sure you were, you have to be one of these kids that was like an art kid in school, right? Yeah. 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 I was, uh, well, yeah, I, you know, I was, uh, I was always doing art, uh, you know, at home mm -hmm. and then, uh, someone told me about an art high school. So I, uh, I tried, you know, uh, for the high school of art and design in Manhattan. And that's where I went. Oh, that must've been amazing. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was, you know, it was the early eighties and, uh, most of the artists there were like graffiti artists, hmm. you know, because in New York, that was a, a high art form. Well, out, at least in the streets it was, Right. <laughs> but, uh, they, everyone had the black books where they were doing tags and they were working with design markers and doing these really elaborate, um, designs wow, in the early 80s yes wow i didn't i didn't realize that was such a an early i didn't know that was an early 80s thing yeah well i'm sure i crept in from the 70s but when you know that's when i started high school so i saw like hey. a uh, a group a large group of people who were doing it. i mean hmm. i see i see it on the train right and like okay i can't see what stop i'm that's coming up because the the, the windows are covered with paint <laughs> 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 so, so to see it in books, to see guys with the little, you know, the black books and, you know, with the markers and doing really elaborate, gorgeous designs was wonderful. And it was, you know, art school was great. You know, we were all kind of learning together. It was very exciting, you know. I bet, especially. And we're all showing each other, you know, a guy who would come up with a book and he put it on the desk and the rest of the people would come around and look and the guy would open up his stuff, show something he worked on last night. It was a very exciting time. And uh, I got a black book. I didn't know why everyone had one. I bought a black book. I was like, okay, I'm not a graffiti artist, but <laughs> I guess I better buy one. So I bought one. But uh, it was wonderful. It was a great time. And uh, so I went there, and then I went to uh, went to SBA, mm -hmm. School of Visual Arts, also in Manhattan. Okay. And uh, I, uh, you know, um, the second year, I took a year off, and I'm still in the same year. I never went back. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I never went back. So what did you do? You 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 started working or what? You started Yeah, I started working. I got jobs here and there. Like right? what kind so of jobs? 
oh, I worked for like California Closets, and you know, I worked at a pharmacy and a liquor store. Oh, okay. so you hadn't you hadn't gotten art jobs yet? No, 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 I hadn't. I um, I got into a I worked for silk at a silkscreen factory, but not I was the I was mi- mixing the inks okay. at a silkscreen factory. Sort of but art related. Spent, pardon? Kind of art related. It's a little yeah, closer. Yeah, yeah. Because I used to uh, I used to make shirts of my own designs. Hmm. So I uh, I did this T-shirt of a uh, rich uh, what's his name um, Tim Burton. Hmm. I was a big Tim Burton fan, and now it's the late eighties. I'm a big Tim Burton. Right. <laughs> the young, interesting guy whose work seemed like you know the kind of stuff I love. Right. And. Um, so I did a caricature of Tim Burton. I put on a T-shirt, and uh, I was like, I was dying to get out of the silkscreen business. So uh, I made a package up, and I put the. I, I actually got the address for his office in California. Uh, oh, and I made wow. a package with some designs. I put the T-shirt in because you know I'm, I'm sure he's going to be walking around with a T-shirt with his with his bike. <laughs> That's it. But I didn't know this. I'm a young guy. I don't know. Like, yeah, right. Oh, what's t-shirt in there? You'll love it. It's got his face on it. It's got his name big on a white t-shirt. Um, yeah. yeah, on the set of Batman. Um, you must be the director. It's got your name on it. You're Tim, right? So I sent it like overnight because I was like desperate. I sent the UPS and the... I'm at you know, I'm at home I'm at work rather, and uh, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, I get a call from her. She says I just got a phone call from Tim Burton's office that they no. received your package. What? And to call them. No um, way. And I was like, "See you guys later. I'm out at Silkscreen Factory now." <laughs> so I, I think what, what? I left. The, I think I walked out the house. I walked out. I walked out of the factory, and no, no, actually, I, no, that was another time I walked out. <laughs> I was always storming out. So there goes John again. I'll be back. Don't worry about it. Uh, so wait, I went so what, I wait. like, ham and a ham and I'm like, what did they say? What did they say? They said, you know, they received the package to call them. What was in the package? Just the shirt, or was it more stuff? It was my artwork. Okay. Oh, I want to work for you, you know, like, mm. you know, some artwork, some, some drawings of aliens and weird shit. And um, and the T-shirt, right? <laughs> that was going to get me. Those were foot in the door. That was going to get me into the movie business. Was that T-shirt? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I called them up. I got a secretary. Oh, I, may, I bet so, you were so nervous. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm calm now by comparison. <laughs> but I was like, "How many? How many? How many?" Is this Tim Burton's office? And said, "Yes." And uh, I said, you got the package? Yes, we got it. I go, will he see it? She goes, yes, he will see it. Wow. And then she goes, are you willing to move out to California? I'm like, uh, mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll let you know. Wow. That was it. Nothing happened, but I have that story. That's kind of amazing. Did yeah, you? and then, you know what? I, I've told this story on, you know, it used to be on DeviantArt. I put the story. I put the picture up, the the Tim Burton character on on DeviantArt, and put this uh, this story. And people were like, 
do you still have that address? Do you still have a phone number? <laughs> like, no, 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 a decade ago. <laughs> Wow. So, so did you, you never like called back and kept bugging no, them? I, was, or? I wasn't that kind of, listen, I didn't have that nerve to like, oh, yeah. right. So, uh, so, so where are we at this point with this? And I wasn't like, <laughs> yeah, know, right. I was just, just waiting. Right, right. That must have been exciting, though. It was very exciting, you know, but, uh, well, what, know. what happened next? You know, where, where did you uh, go from there? Uh, let's see. I tried to get some. Uh, let's see. I worked at a Eves Brooks Costume Company that was uh, in Queens, New York, and uh, then I worked at a, a stationery store. And then I, I, uh, I, I, uh, I got into comics. I got. Uh, I wasn't into comics. I had friends in high school who had gotten into the industry as, uh, you know inking backgrounds which is how people started out right. as inkers they don't give you you know book uh, you know they they you work for an established anchor and uh, you do the straight lines and you fill in the blacks and things like that so i had some friends who were in comics and they were starting a new company called valiant comics mm-hmm. and um, they said they needed colorists and i was like oh i you know it sounds like steady work and art so i uh, so I tried out. I did a sample. I didn't know how to color, but I didn't tell them that. <laughs> so they, you know, they gave me a sample page, and I colored that out. And uh, they said, "Okay, all right. So uh, you're in." So I worked there for a few years mm. as a colorist. I mean, it was always an artist, right? But, um, I, I mean, I, I, I spent a lot of time as a colorist. I worked for them in DC. I started doing coding type coloring for DC Comics and. Blue Line Comics, which is where, you know, you paint on a board and have the sheet with the artwork uh, like on clear acetate and you color underneath and lift it up hmm. just to see what it looks like against the black. And then when they print it, they put, place it together. Oh, wow. So um, I worked for them for a while and then I, I uh, did some coloring for Tops. I worked on the Star Wars Galaxy and I became friends with a couple of editors up there. And then when I started to paint learn how to paint, I, uh, I went to them and told them I was a painter now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I actually got to, they gave me some work. Yeah. And I started on a, a card set called the Bathroom Buddies, which is, have you heard of it? <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is it their version of like the Garbage Pail Kids or something? It was, well, they, I mean, they did Garbage Pail Kids, but, you know, this, they were trying to branch out to something more... Uh, you know, Bath- bathroom. They're Bath- like, I got, I, I know. We'll make it more disgusting. What can we do that's more disgusting than garbage pail? Mm, right. Bathroom buddies. Bathroom buddies. <laughs> that's hilarious. So, so I did a few of those cards, and then I, I mean, I, I then I started, uh, I started getting some painting work for some uh, friend, a couple of friend of. Friends of mine uh, started their own comic company called the Event Comics, and uh, I did some illustration work for them. Then I started doing uh, pencil and inking, my own stuff, my own work, and then uh, you know it grew from there. Wow! And then, uh, I met a lot of cool people and got to work with my heroes and stuff like that. So yeah, you did a it, lot of top stuff, right? Didn't you do like yeah, Mars Attacks, some stuff from? Mars Attacks did, or something? I some, I, yeah, I did some sketch cards for them. I, you know what it's like? I also, you know, I did 
I had a sketch card that I wanted to keep for myself, mm-hmm. and uh, some guy wanted to buy it off me, but I was like, nah, I want to keep this one. And he goes, oh, well, how much you want for it? I go, uh, so I came up with some outrageous number, and he went for it. Oh, wow. So, so I was like, okay, I don't have that card. So I did paintings for myself to kind of make up for that lost sketch card that I had painted. So right. I this Mars Attacks uh a uh, piece with these two alien, the two Marsh Martians looking at this woman in the middle. There's yeah. <laughs> that kind of a wild, you know, these, I always had this thing about like, I, I, it's funny because I remember it from uh, one of the Warren comics, a story where like this elf is looking at the, some guy he's talking to, but he's looking at him through the corner of his eye. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking, Jesus, that's creepy. <laughs> so I remember that. So I, I, I did that with the aliens, with the Martians. And, uh, and I put the woman in the, the center screaming. Yeah, know, like, I've yeah. seen that. I, I'm yes. sure you've posted it. or it's Because yes, yes. I've definitely seen that one. That's great. Yeah. So. Wow. Were you doing that? Was that like acrylic work? Was that all in yeah. acrylic? Yeah, I got into uh, yeah acrylics. Um, yeah, it's... um. I, I taught myself acrylics. Uh, I actually wanted to try to get into uh, watercolors hmm. because I had been coloring for Valiant Comics with uh, like Dr. Martin's watercolors, but I was coloring. I wasn't painting. Right. And I learned, gee, watercoloring is really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's super hard. You know? So I said, oh, maybe, maybe I'll try to try this, try acrylics, and you know, they dry, and so I can kind of work with those and uh, that's how I got into that um, I studied um, the art of Glenn Fabry oh know? yeah mm-hmm. yeah he um, yeah he's amazing creature covers and uh, what's it uh, Hellblazer yeah yeah, yeah. He's, he's amazing I mean he's amazing I'm, I'm friends with Glenn oh really yeah because I was uh, uh, one uh, I, I knew this art dealer who knew him and I told him oh, I'm trying to learn how to paint, and he goes, well, I know Glenn Fabry, and he gave me Glenn's phone number, so I called up Glenn, you know, and I was like, you don't know me, uh. I'm calling from America, and uh, <laughs> I was talking to him, he was very nice, and we've become very good friends, but uh, I said his work, and Simon Bisley, and of course, Corbin, I wanted to, you know, you look at stuff, it's like, why does this work? Right. Why does this shading work? Why does this... Why does this look like it goes in? Why does this, you know, why do these colors pop? You know, and I learned about, you know, complementary colors, you know, interesting combinations that make things dynamic and, and bright and punchy, you know, mm-hmm. and weight. And I don't right. like that are too kind of flimsy feelings. So I get a little, you know, I try to make things really kind of extreme with the colors and, you know, very rich and sensual. Yes, yes. <laughs> Oh, you definitely do it. I, you definitely uh, uh, hit that mark for sure. Um, Thanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you, you're a, a very, very skilled drafts person, I guess. Thanks. You know, I, you know, I, like everybody else, I'm just always trying to raise my game, and you know, like I don't know, you know, like I do a, a piece, and I'm like, eh, this is this is good, but. I'll get it right next time. Right. <laughs> always, I get it, I'll get it right next time, you know, so. Yeah, right. But, um. So yeah. you, so you, uh, I mean, how, are you, do you still, I mean, does Tops do anything anymore? Are they still doing Yeah, yeah, they're still putting out uh, Garbage Pail Kids. And really? 
other card series and stuff. And yeah. So, so well, listen, you... I was too old to to buy them when I was uh, when they first came out. You know, I was twenty when they they first uh, right. Were so it's like I don't have like a, that kind of connection to yeah, them. but we we were wacky packs, right? Were you wacky right. packs? That was yeah, my oh that oh was God. our you know that was my garbage yeah. pale kids was wacky yeah, packs. Yeah. yeah, that vulgar like kind of gruesome, and <laughs> gross. I'm like, what? And the colors were so bright. Uh, I know the 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 I, I I thought those paintings were so I just loved them. I mean I loved yes. the artwork on them. They yeah. were they were funny and gross and weird. And clever, but the paintings I thought were really good. Like I remember looking at um, Thinkies, the, the <laughs> Twinkies that was brain brain filled <laughs> Twinkies, and yeah, Twinkies. Bone Ammy. There was one Bone Ammy, which was Bon Ammy, and it was right, like right, right. bone polishing cleanser. And I just remember, I, I don't know who that artist was. That there was <laughs> there was this one painter though that I think right. it seemed like one guy that, right. that did all these wacky packs, and they were so good. Yeah, it's it's yeah. You see, like, you see a color sense that keeps repeating itself in some of the cards. Right. Besides, like, the, obviously the style and the characters, and uh, that's why you you can kind of tell, oh, this is the same artist who kind of I'm guessing it's the same artist who did this card or this card. Right. It's good. So such interesting color choice. I love interesting color choices. Yeah. You make wonderful, interesting color choices. You know. And, oh, uh, thank you. So some. Sometimes I look, I was like, oh, I got to steal that combination. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I felt that I, I felt that same way with the, uh, I think I bought, this is one of the pieces I own of yours. I think it's like this weird purple one. Do, do you remember me buying that one from you? It was like, Which one? Uh, it's up on my mantle. I, I would have to go and look. I haven't framed is it. The one yet. with the lips or something? Oh no. Yeah. There's that one with the lips and it's got the X up here. Right, right, right. I, I, there was this one that was like this weird, dark purple, like purples and blacks. It's uh-huh. really creepy and monstery. I'm uh-huh. pretty sure I bought that one. Okay. I, I, Either that or you stole it. Okay. <laughs> but I remember seeing that one and thinking, oh. I don't remember it, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, it's, it's, I know. I've got, you know, I've got a whole wall of these little, like, small paintings that I could afford that all sure. need to be framed. Uh-huh. And they're kind of like layers thick of these paintings right, it's right. like i need to get these frames so i could display them properly yeah. and they've been sitting there forever but um but yeah i remember the seeing the color scheme on this one um and and i was like oh, i'm gonna steal that <laughs> <laughs> or you know not not really but more like you know inspiring yeah 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 i mean yeah i'm always looking at other artists work i, I don't know if other people do it or maybe they do and they don't say it because they you know they want to think they want to pretend everything comes out of them you know right no but, yeah uh, but uh, you know i i mean i think it's a good way you know to grow and evolve as an artist to keep it exciting you know yeah yeah kind of you see have... what other people you know int- is introduced into you know the mix of art you know so yeah it's it's part of the it's part of the whole thing I mean, you know, you, it's part of the process is uh, learning, seeing what other artists that are doing good work, you know, what they're coming up with and the colors they're using. And then we, you know, just, you, you know, you, 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 we borrow a bit and um, from each other and, and we try and put our own spin on it, you know? Sure. Yeah. You know, we, yeah, we, uh, well, listen, we apply it to our things and we tweak it a little here and there. And yeah. I mean, that's, that's, well, that's how style kind of comes about 
you know. Yeah, right. Because yeah. you're you, you. I mean, like initially, I'm a, I'm well. I'm speaking for myself. Style came from. Well, first you start copying other people's work. right. Literally drawing the same picture, and then you start you know getting a little better at what you do, and still copying someone else's work. But then you start adding certain things, and you just go in slightly different directions, and you just keep evolving and morphing to your own style. Right. Uh, over time, you know, it's, uh, it's it takes you know some people you know I guess they they, they have this natural kind of vision, um, but um, you know it's um, it's a process, and uh, it's always evolving. I mean, it's it's a nice thing to to keep finding things that excite you and that oh this is this is different and let me let me let me go in this direction or let me add this or right. let me, you know let me ease up on this one thing that i've been doing so long that it's right tired <laughs> so i'm just looking at your, <laughs> your stuff is so good it just kills me i'm just looking i was doing a google search this one um <laughs> with the, <laughs> with the, the woman okay uh, the, there's a it's this goofy looking woman, and I, and around her head there's the the lady with the donuts a cup like a cupcake on her butt and these oh yeah and yeah, the, yeah, and, yeah. The, <laughs> and the Edgar Allan Poe yeah and, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I love that one actually. so fucking funny it's hilarious and it's so good oh my god I can't believe how good you are it just kills me man yeah ah I'm, so, I'm, that's I'm, called that poor little greenie. Yeah, that's. Was I think I think that was a show that Josh uh, from a uh, Creep Machine um, um, curated. Oh, and okay. It was, uh, it was like um, oh, it was like a addiction or something. Mm -hmm. You know, people who were you know either liquor or drugs. Or oh, this. I see. I see. And my picked the absent. Right. So, <laughs> so, so I got this uh, this kind of. Uh, just put all this weird shit in there that is like <laughs> so amazing. And the, the woman is like she's got this kind of like that. Like, <laughs> you know, her head is, you know, out there. It's too good. Maybe we could use this for the for the um, the cup the the cover image of the. Oh, sure, absolutely. Because that this is such a great. It's so it's it's very it's so you. Thank you. You know, <laughs> it's so well done. I'm gonna save it just to just to uh, remind myself. Yeah, that might that, that yeah, and the, the the expression on her face is just it's too fucking hilarious. It's a goofy charm. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, your stuff is so it just blows my mind, man. It really does. Um so what are you what are you doing now? I mean, are are you doing illustration jobs still or are you doing more of your own fine art or you kind of a mix of both? Yeah, I'm, I'm working mostly, uh, well, I'm doing a lot of commission work right now, and I'm also, uh, I'm working on my own stuff as well. Mm -hmm. I got a few projects and ideas. I'm, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking maybe to do a sequential art story, you know, do a comic story. Oh, cool, own. yeah. I've been throwing that around for years, so I, I want to get on that finally, so that, and, and you know, just anything that... Uh, tickles my fancy and then uh, like i said i have a uh, commission work which uh which is nice is it like private commission stuff or is it uh commissions for you know commercial art type stuff no no it's private commission oh cool so yeah. so when you do commission work do people how often do you get 
I want this specific thing versus do whatever you want within this realm or whatever. Which oh. what is it? Well, well, a good part of them are actually garbage bell kids commissions. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, most, and and then people like what's people. They they, they you love. I'm sure you love the same thing. It's like just do what you like. Yeah, do, do uh, what you love. That's you know? the best. That's when. Could, that's when you get you make the best work too. Right. You know. Yeah. Well, listen. It's because you're kind of doing it for yourself. Right. You yeah. know, and it's like okay, yeah, this is fine. You know, uh, oh well. You know, or go in this direction, and you know, you're not you're not kind of worried about what the other person's gonna, and you're, you're not you're not confined to their, you know, some rigid idea they might have of what they what the, you know, it fucks you up. You learn that people don't know what they want ultimately. You know, most right. yeah, yeah, just they know what they like. You know, right. when they see it, yeah, right. But they can't really do you know like verbalize it or describe it in a way. So you're like, yeah, yeah, this is what you like. <laughs> 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 I, I, this is what you wanted oh, yeah you're right, right. <laughs> oh you're right <laughs> I, I, um, I find that when things get very specific I don't like to really do those kind of commissions when, when it's like when there's a lot of guidelines on it because sure. because then I, I I don't have um, you know part of creating great work is I, I think I'm sure you would agree is allowing yourself to follow this painting and kind of let it tell you what it wants and, and change a little bit here and there. And sometimes it's small changes, you know, that you didn't have planned out in the study or whatever, or the sketch. And there, and there's small little things that you end up changing that really make the painting great in the, in in the end. And, and when it comes to when I'm doing a commission for someone that has like, that I know is very like picky about what they want. Uh I, I, it's, it makes me like second guess that all the time. You right. know what I mean? So, yeah. so, you know, the, the, the ultimate is kind of when you have someone telling, telling you, you know, you know, even if they give you some, some guidelines, do your thing, just do your thing within, you know, I kind of want this sort of character and then do your thing. And then I, then it's a lot easier to do, but man, I, I kind of freeze up when I, when I, when I get too much input, you know, it really right. screws me up and I feel like I'm not delivering the best painting that I can. And I want to deliver the best painting to this person. Absolutely. You know, well, well, you know it is because what they like isn't something they, they, they commissioned you to, in terms of things they see you've done, you know, they mm. see your work and they're like, Oh, this is fantastic! Can you do this for me? And then they try to narrow it down into. I mean, like, listen, they're paying. I guess they get to make the call, but it's almost like people don't understand what they like about your stuff. Mm-hmm. And what they like about your stuff is that it's it's you kind of running free and, like you said, following like doors that open up as you proceed, or you realize this 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 thing I had here in the corner doesn't really work. And right. This detail really doesn't work. I just it would be better if I just went over it with black or something. Right. So, um, so, you know, they, they, you know, they don't understand the problem. Like you, you've come to some of your best work by just kind of following, you know, you're, you're in a trance and you're right. kind of just following your, your instincts and, you know, you're just, yeah. you're, not, you're not even thinking. It's just, okay, this doesn't make sense. And, and um, you know, I think that's, uh, when, but when they give you these rigid guidelines, now you keep stopping and thinking about, 
well, well, this isn't, you know, like you're kind of drawing or painting over something they suggested and you don't want to paint outside the lines of what they right. asked for. And even though you know it would make it better. Right, right, yeah. right. So, and, they, and they can't make that decision because, first of all, maybe they're, they don't have that intuition and they're not there. So Right. And, so, yeah, and a lot of times, most of the time, they're not artists, so they don't, you know, they don't paint, they don't design paintings, they don't know right. what the whole process is like. Right. So I, I always try and ha you know, stayed up front, you know, I, I you know, that I, that I that I kind of need a certain amount of freedom, mainly because, you know, not because, you know, I just want it to be super fun for me. It's more like right. I want to make sure that that you get what you're paying for, which is a good piece, right you now. And uh, yeah, but you know, uh, I, I've got one right now that I'm doing a, a portrait of um, a collector oh. and, and she was so, she's been so cool about it aside from waiting forever. I've been, I'm so late on it, but I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, she, God, she's been so patient with me, but, um, so, but uh, she's like totally just like, I'm not going to say anything. You know, oh, I'm... just she's she said, just make me really fucked up looking, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is, you know, or really creepy and fucked up looking. I think that's what she said. But it, but it's like uh, uh, but she's just doesn't want to say anything. And it's like, oh, this is good. And now I'm so into this commission. Like, I want to drop everything and finish this thing, you know, but it, because because I have that freedom and I know that. Um, I did a little study. I did like a Photoshop study and it's like, oh, this is, this excites me. This is something I would right. paint for myself. And right. and I know it's going to be a really good painting because of that. Right. Yeah. You know? and, and then everyone wins in the end. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So. Because you did something you're proud of and happy with and she, she, she gets a Chet Czar. Right. I <laughs> Yes, exactly, exactly. Something I would have painted out of pure love for it, anyway. So, so you do you do like do you do a lot of do you do commercial work from time to time? Uh, I've done some stuff in the past, but I, uh, not too often. No, anymore? not too often. That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they kind of pay well, but uh, I know, right? Yeah, I, I yeah, I did stuff. Um, I did some artwork years and years ago for the Cartoon Network website. Oh, wow. Um, the Mad Cartoon, I did uh, some artwork for a segment. Well, uh, what, what, what do you mean? What? You know, there was a, you know, what's it on? Uh, was it, it was on the Cartoon Network, the, the Mad Cartoon. I don't, so I did, like, I don't know. Mad, Mad, you know, Mad <laughs> Magazine. There, yeah. Cartoon. Um, and I did... Uh, some artwork uh it was uh, supposed to be um posters uh Amer posters for american movies translated into japanese hmm. <laughs> so I did these, the the artwork for the poster oh cool and uh, you know i put in all this work and stuff was on for like a billion for the second oh i'm I... meanwhile like, oh my god you gotta get two of those. <laughs> like my god i I blinked and it was the segment was over. I forgot about one image, but yeah, this yeah, yeah this, it was gold. Cool. This is this is makeup effects. This is yeah. this is one of the one of the one of the many reasons I wanted to get out of the business is, you know, you put. 
I, I, I did this one. I know I've talked about this before on here, but I did this one alien character for Men in Black 2 where, the, you know, I, it was, I got to art direct it, kind of got left alone. It was amazing. And so I designed this really cool character where air, parts of it were going to be green screened out. I don't know how many, I mean, it was a full body sculpture, uh, mechanical head. Right. And it, it was months I worked on this thing and then they didn't even shoot it. <laughs> Oh <laughs> so it's like, and then when stuff does get shot, it, it, it happens. It shows up for a billionth of a second again, you know, right. or one second or two seconds, and then it's over. And it's just like, man, it's 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 hard. It's hard to take because you know, people that those of of us, I think, especially people in weird jobs like makeup effects, really kind of niche kind of right. jo- jobs are to- are into it because they totally love it. So you're pouring your heart and soul into something and then boom, it's just, <laughs> you know, you got paid and everything, plans. but it's just like, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah, I mean, there's so much work put in to make things look naturalistic and punching hairs, right. and getting color, skin tones, correct and veins and this. Oh, and yeah. then it's like, yeah, it looks over his shoulder. For a second, and the door slams, and in that slamming slit of the door <laughs> was the work that you just worked on. It's you, like, okay, well, there's uh, there's my screen credit. <laughs> Did you 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 never got into? It sounds like you could have been an, an effects kid. You say, you know, you're into you're into the same stuff as me, and, and an artist. Yeah, I was. I, I just I guess I didn't have the discipline, but mm. I, I was really into special effects. You know, yeah. I, you know. I buy magazines and books and stuff, but I, I never kind of seriously put an effort into it. But I was, you know, I, I like sort of like Rick Baker and Dick Smith and right. Um, um, That's what I'm finding with Savini. Right, know. right. I'm right. I'm finding that um, with these interviews that uh, I'm surprised at how many artists. I'm, I guess I'm, I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm kind of surprised at how many artists were like fans of makeup effects when they were kids and they kind of thought about getting into it maybe, yeah. but they just didn't do it. And, yeah. you know, or they were thinking about that. Oh, that's a potential career. Um, I was surprised to hear it. It kind of comes up, I guess, maybe because this is, you know, I'm interviewing artists that do some, you know, do dark artwork and stuff. So it kind of makes sense there. But I just sure. never thought about um I was surprised. I was surprised. There's a lot of artists were fans of makeup effects as like a thing, even though they didn't do it themselves, you know? Yeah. Well, listen, that's why you're a hero. <laughs> you broke through. Well, <laughs> I was, I got obsessed with it at an early age, like 12, 12 years old. I decided I was going to start sculpting masks and I just got completely like, I, you know, when you're, a kid and you get into something and right. it's like no one's gonna you don't it's not even like i have to get i have to make a career it's more like i gotta know how this is done right i have to learn how to do this as cool as that thing i saw in that movie it, oh. it's just all about satisfying this weird urge you have to you know do something great well isn't that wonderful that obsession though yeah it's, yeah. What, it's what gets you drives you to do stuff like no one's telling you it's not you're not it's not a responsibility right right you will go and do it on your off time. <laughs> you're, you're running out you're going to this you're 
you're buying magazines, you're, you know, you're getting supplies to, to make something. And you're doing dumb jobs that you don't want to do just to get the money to make the thing, right. you know? <laughs> I mean, it's kind That's of a... great. Yeah, it is great. Is about, right? It's about that fever of wanting, you know, like, it's, it's, it's a wonderful, when you're young, it's, it's, it's fantastic. You know, I know. Drive. Right. You know. I think that's what it takes, though, to be great. I think to, to be a great artist, you have to have the obsession because, you know, I, I say this a lot. It's it's the obsession is going to um, and, and the love of what you're doing is going to get you through the hard times. If you don't have that obsessive thing. Right. You're just going to get to a, it gets so hard at points that you're just going to be like, fuck it. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. This is too much. Yeah, you know, but if you have that like passion for it and obsession for it, it mm-hmm. drives you during the terrible times. And there's a lot of ter- <laughs> terrible times, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. It's hard sometimes. It's not fun. A lot of the times, it's not fun. It's like uh, Wayne White. There's, did you, did you ever see that Wayne White documentary? Beauty is embarrassing. Mm, no, I, I haven't seen. Oh, that you got to see it. Oh, you'll love it. You'll love okay. it because the, the guy did. He's the guy who did the puppets for Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, okay. And he's he does the word paintings that are hilarious. Where he take he gets thrift store paintings and he and he does like realistic renderings of of phrases, like really <laughs> goofy like hillbilly phrases and stuff in these serene. It's great. It's re, he's oh, cool. he's amazing and um it's and his his art is all about uh, humor. So you'll appreciate it for sure. I, I know you'll, you'll love it. He d- talks a lot about the Pee Wee Herman days and all the puppets, that whole, it sounds like it was just amazing, but there's one, one part of the, the documentary where he's just painting, painting one of his word paintings. He's like, this is the ditch digging part of painting. Most of it is like, is ditch digging. Most of painting is ditch digging. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, you don't think people don't realize that it it's it's work. A lot of the a lot of it is work. You know, but you like it. Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly. A guy, a guy asked me once to do well, this was like eighties. He was like, I was doing airbrush T-shirts, and he wanted me to do T-shirt for him. I'm like, oh, you know. And I was like, okay, I'll tell you how much. He goes, what? I go, yeah, you got to pay me. He goes, but you like doing it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll tell that to the landlord. <laughs> What an asshole! <laughs> but you like it. He was young. I was like, ah. yeah, yeah. People... I got so angry with him. I was like, really? You don't understand? I'm like giving this shit away. Yeah, it's only it's merely your personal time. What's yes. that? You like it? You'd be doing it anyway. Why not just give it to me? Yeah, I get to live eating on my fingernails. Thank you. <laughs> I. I... I, one thing about I want to say about your artwork too. I, I love that you. Um, I like that you, 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 uh, you go into the dark art territories, but you're mm-hmm. not. You're not specifically like I'm all dark stuff. It's like I'm all monsters all the time, pretty much. Right. And I like that you. You go into that. You do cool monster stuff, and you know, very uh, respectable great monster work that's unique in your style but you also are doing these women and just a lot of different <clears throat> types of work i think that's cool that you have that range oh you thank know? you uh, uh, you know i like i don't know it's um i get bored easy yeah <laughs> so i swing back and forth which right. uh, i don't in terms of uh 
marketing a guy like me might not make it easy for right. somebody. Yeah, yeah. Because right. it's not like I'm. Um, well, this is what he does, and and uh, I respect people who can like maintain a world and keep adding something fresh to it, but it's right. still within that you know vocabulary right. of that world. So. Uh, to me, I'm like, I don't want to do this. I'm like, I don't want to do this horrible, you know, like painting, you know, like I'll just do one of these like dark art pieces where I just look for something horrible in some dark form and paint that. And they're like, ah, you know, let me go. Let me do this this cartoon woman with her ass hanging out of her pants, you know, like <laughs> – in bright colors, you know, and it seems uh, like <laughs> it seems like those are kind of your two worlds, though. Primarily, yeah. it seems like you do the you do the monster stuff, and then you do these these women, these amazing women, and yeah. then uh, and then you do some other kind of side stuff as well, like the the uh, garbage pail kid type things. Yeah. And but um, I I didn't. What's this? Were you on the cover of Juxtapose? What is this? Yes. You got on juxtapose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, uh, that's an amazing. That. Yeah, piece. that's um and it's totally that, like a dark art piece too. It's like well, super that's dark. What kind of, that's what introduced me to the uh that the uh the genre. I mean, I was always doing that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but uh you know, like people really responded to this piece. Um Yeah, it's a great piece. And actually that was another piece that I did for uh, another show um Curated by Josh at uh, Creep Machine. Oh wow! So, um, yeah, that was a small one. It was like maybe it's like a dumb size, like eight and a half by eleven, like typing paper. Oh size. really? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Let me uh, fit in this frame. I'm making it eight and a half by eleven. <laughs> Real pro. Uh, but yeah, people really like that. I think I had a tattoo of that on his arm. And wow! Shit, like this really? Would, <laughs> this would be another good. one for the card that's a hard hard choice to make between these two because this is a really popular right. one yeah yeah that's a, that's uh so this was a pus head curated uh, yes, issue yeah. so pus head is a fan of yours then yeah he actually owns some of my artwork he bought some pieces oh, off holy he, shit he um he picked that piece to be on the cover i didn't want it to be on the cover because i didn't own it anymore because <laughs> i wanted the piece that i like i don't know Maybe it'll be worth more money. <laughs> hey, it's true. Like, no, though. no, no. The, the, the staff wants it on the cover. I was like, okay. Well, did you make prints? Uh, yeah, I did make some prints. And, uh, so that sells prints being on a cover, too, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've tried to get into prints. Um, you said I, I was listening to one of your podcasts. You said that you do well by prints, right? Yeah. Do. Yeah. I'm, I'm, prints are a big big part of my business yeah, yeah. you don't do yeah. you don't do a lot of prints um i do uh i've done prints but you know um just it's not, it's like, not like a regular thing ones. some of the you know i did the lovecraft stuff and right uh some cthulhu cthulhu is very popular i had no idea how popular cthulhu was oh my like, god yes I did a cover for uh boom studios mm-hmm. um, what's boom studios it's a comic book company. Oh, okay. Was, uh, and I was talking to uh, Mark Wade. Uh, gave me the gig. He was like, uh, you want a cover? I'm like, yeah, sure. And he goes, and he gave me the rate. And it was a very low rate. And I go, 
but it's a cover, right? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did the Cthulhu. I had, I really wasn't up on uh, Lovecraft's work. Oh, so really? I did the research. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I could see where this is going. So I came up with a, an image for the cover. Which one? Really- which one is this? It's the one where it's uh, it's Cthulhu, and there's a guy in the foreground, and he's holding his head that like he's going insane. He's going mad. Mm-hmm. Just big. Uh, a big narrative through uh, Lovecraft stuff is like, right. oh my god, this is too real, you know. <laughs> <laughs> guys collapse. It's like nineteen twenties guys. It's like suddenly there's a giant green monster behind. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't it's think like, I've this seen is an Al <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't but, think I've uh, seen this one. Yeah, it's, it's called uh, Cthulhu Tales or Tales of Cthulhu is the name of the uh, the comic. Okay, but. Uh, yeah, it it really got a lot of attention, and I was like, oh, oh I see it. Yeah, this is. Oh my god, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, so good, so good. Yeah. You're killing yeah. me. You're killing me. <laughs> oh I my put, god. I put flies on it because I was like, you know, that would add add like another level of like grossness because uh-huh. it would apply a bad would apply stench. Right. You know. So. <laughs> I have. I had your shirt. I don't know what oh, happened. Yeah. I grew. I'm. That was probably two sizes ago. <laughs> the the uh, you did a shirt of um, Lovecraft Love with the tentacle behind him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I wore that in my documentary. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Yeah, it was, uh, that was very. That, I got a lot of mileage out of that. One, that's a so. great. That's a great image. It's great, man. It, it's funny because a guy guy wrote me like a private message. Uh huh. So. He goes, because, um, you know, it's Lovecraft in the foreground, and then there's the tentacles kind of winding in the background. Yeah. And the guy goes, uh, Would, were you intending to put the, uh, what's it, the, the, um, the yellow sign in there, you know, from the king in yellow? And uh, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Because you know, from the king in yellow, the, the Hasur sign, the, you know, the, the yellow sign, I'm like, uh, no, I wasn't. But I'll look it up. <laughs> but, uh, well, it was what, interesting. what? What sign was he talking about? It's, uh, it's, it's all intertwined with uh, a book called "The King in Yellow." Yeah, I don't think I've read that one. Yeah, and um, and uh, it, it it's like a crossover with Lovecraft. Um, so he, he kind of he saw he saw imagery there that. Uh, wasn't intended but you know that's kind of funny yeah i meant to put it in there <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i don't know what worked out oh i'm so glad you picked it up <laughs> yeah i've you I've, noticed. I've found that that uh uh I've, i it seems like cthulhu sort of any any lovecraft cthulhu-ish thing is sort of like a sure seller if you need money yeah you know, doing some like a little cthulhu type there's a it's weird there's this uh, hardcore audience for everything uh, lovecraft and cthulhu particularly yeah well that's that's the uh that's their uh, mickey mouse that's the mickey mouse of the uh <laughs> of the lovecraft world right so. <laughs> the mickey mouse of horror right so uh, yeah he's very popular yeah yeah and it's great. I mean, you know, this is a business thing, but it's uh, like Lovecraft's work is uh, public domain. I know, right? So, uh, yeah, you yeah. don't have to worry about um, any of that stuff. Although, you know, people do. People break 
copyrights for a lot of monsters that are not in public domain. Right. For conventions and stuff, but I try to. Yeah, I tr- I only do. Um, I try to only do, you know, stuff that's in public domain. But, but sure, I've I've skirted around that a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> when the demand's Amen. there, it's hard not to. Trying to get by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think people get in trouble because they do like. Well, I mean, like Frankenstein and Dracula. I believe those are public domains, but when you do like the universal version, right. you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. But so. you, you have to be, I think you have to be really, you know, you have to be out there enough to where the families see it. The families of like, you know, the people who own the rights, like the Lugosi right. family. Right. You know, and, and I, I know people that have had prints at, at uh, Monster Palooza, I think, and the, the, um, the Lagosis, I think, the Lagosi <laughs> family, they have a booth there, and they they kind of, someone was telling me, I don't think it was on the podcast, and I don't even remember who it was who told me this, but one of, like, the, the granddaughter or something, uh, or, ah. the, or the niece or something was like, oh, yeah, you should come by, oh, this is great, this this uh, Dracula thing is great, uh-huh. you should come by our booth. And they went by, and the guy kind of like reamed him when he got there. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know, like totally tricked him into coming over to the booth. Set up. <laughs> Total yeah, set yeah, up. yeah, yeah, come up here. We got uh, big fans over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you... style. <laughs> do you do uh, conventions much? Yeah. Well, I used to do them more often. Um, I mean, I I would do. Um, you know, smaller conventions here in New York. I went to San Diego a few times. I didn't oh, really? do, I just went as a, right. you know, a spectator. But, um, I mean, I used to do um, New York Comic Con. Right, right. Uh, actually, that's where I met Pusshead. He showed up there. Oh, wow. And, uh, well, I was selling my first sketchbook, and some guy came by, and he bought the sketchbook. I think it was the first guy, first person to buy one. And he goes, um... He goes, uh, I'm here for Pusshead. I'm like, okay. And, uh, cause I wasn't really aware of his work. Hmm. I mean, I know a lot, I know, you know, I know art, but I don't know the artist sometimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so he's like, oh, you should look him up. I was like, okay. And then, uh, then an, another time I was there, um, Pusshead showed up with this guy, with this other guy. He says, oh, here's Pusshead. I'm like, oh my God. And, uh, <laughs> you, you love my work. And he goes, uh, I want to know if you want to be in Juxtapose Magazine. So cool, man. I know. It's like the thing you see like in in movies. Right. <laughs> oh, do you want to be a star? Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you were discovered. So when he walked up, I was like, uh, I was like he's, you know, he's asking me if I want to be in. I was like, uh, mm, uh, let me think about it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was very exciting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pusshead's amazing. His stuff's Stuff's pretty iconic and great. Absolutely. Yeah, I was a big fan. He'd be a good guy in the, to get on the podcast. I didn't even think about that. I wonder if he'd do it. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be in. Hey, do you show it uh, uh, Last Rites? Do you ever show um, them there? I had some pieces in Last Rites. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I think Are they you? took a different direction, and the direction might not have included me. <laughs> <laughs> but 
<laughs> which it's okay. You know, they it's, they it's, don't seem to have a lot. They seem more like serious dark stuff. Maybe it's the humor. They don't right. seem to show a lot of funny kind of stuff. Maybe. Right. Well, well, listen. It's like I said. I, I don't take it. It's like it's like whatever. You know, it's a big world and yeah. Uh, what what got me into Lash Rights in the first place was that juxtaposed cover. Oh right. And because um, uh, you know they they came out and they thought you know like the magazine came out I was like oh my god the phone's going to ring off the hook. Uh huh. It's going to be fantastic. And I got contacted by two people. <laughs> One was, that was a, it? Skateboard, a skateboard uh, deck company. Uh-huh. And the other one was Hustler Magazine. <laughs> and the guy, I was like, like, oh, we would like you to do some illustration work for Hustler. I'm like, I'm not exactly going in that direction. <laughs> and they wrote back. I was like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> So I figure I better get out there and, you know, try to, um, you know, like see what I can parlay with this, you know, this, 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 you know, this platform of having this, the cover plus a feature inside. So I, I ended up going to last rights because I had been there before. Right. And, um, yeah, the, the cover really helped me, uh, you know, get in there. Yeah. And, um. I so say, I, had, I, over the, I had a few pieces there over the years, but and you know I never had a solo show there, but uh, you know I had a decent relationship with them. I yeah. mean, you know some of the uh, the um, some of the, the staff there were very cool. Paul's cool guy. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's been on the show. He's he's he was one of the one of the earlier interviews we did. He's been real supportive of this whole scene. Yeah, he's he's a super nice guy. He's super nice. You ever go on his lair? That, that yeah, room? yeah. It's I'm amazing. Like, I went in there for the first time. I'm like, I'm in the lair. <laughs> I made it. I'm in here. <laughs> it was really cool. Yeah, it's amazing. His lair. Yeah. That whole place, that whole gallery is kind of amazing. I mean, it's it's. I I think it's changed since I've been there. But when I went, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Very. Uh, very scary and gothic and cool and theatrical looking inside yeah he did it like well he he, he made it the way we dream we, you know we mm-hmm. would dream someone would come up with something where you've created this it looked like a castle and right gargoyles and corpses and, right and, uh, <laughs> these angels of death i'm like i'm home you, know, like, <laughs> you never get to see uh visit rick baker's shop no, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm so it's kind of like that. It was, it was kind of like that too in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. You would have loved it. Yeah. And I got, must have, the invitation must have got lost in the mail. <laughs> Send my love to Rick. <laughs> I, yeah, I heard about it. I heard about it. Yeah. It's, it sounds cool. Yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of Rick's. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's another really great guy. Super, super cool guy. Yeah, I follow him on Instagram. I love how he just he just continues to create these projects and these masks. And it's like, wow, that's it right there. You know, just kind of just just so excited about things. Yeah, that, he's just doing know. it for fun. He's not selling. He doesn't have to make any money. So he's just doing it because he's retired. Right. And what else are you going to do? You know, so he's making shit. It's fucking yeah. amazing and he's sharing to see. It with us. Yeah, right. Which is wonderful. It's 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 very uh, you know, it's encouraging right. to know that people, you know, professionals on that level. You know, he's still like a kid. Yeah, yeah. He's he's as excited as the people, you know, 
he's sh- sharing it with. He's so you could tell he's like a kid. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I liked him because he was like the young guy in terms of the makeup world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he had, you know, he had the beard and the mm-hmm. hair. His hair was long, and right. he was always kind of mugging with his art. Like he was, you know, he wasn't like a he wasn't a technician. He was like a fan who did the artwork. You know. Yeah. Right. He's always. Uh, He's so cool. Yeah, so yeah, cool. yep, yeah. He he he's 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 definitely a fan. He's definitely it's like same with Guillermo del Toro. It's like he's a he's a fan, man. Yeah, you know, he's like us in that way. It's like these guys are fans who made it big. Well, yeah, I've seen some clips of uh, you know some video of his home. <laughs> He's oh got, like, yeah! Shit in the world. Talk about talk about a crazy <laughs> crazy uh, lair, man. Guillermo's yeah, got, he's got, got a wonderful. I've seen stuff. On, you see, like, it's like, oh my god, he's got that artwork from like a book that I remember as a child. You know, like, no, not to mention the Corbins. He's got a he's got a bunch oh, of yeah. Richard Corbin stuff too. Like, he's into it. Yeah, you guys, you never met him? No, no. You, you guys would get along well. <laughs> you guys would get along well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we can geek out together. Yep. Yeah. Talk about uh, the cool, the cool stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I saw that TV movie. Uh, what was that? Oh, you did the um, effects for uh, what's that? Uh, Don't be afraid of the. Don't be yeah, afraid of. The yeah, yeah. Well, that the, was originally a TV movie, right? Oh my god! Yeah, that's why it was so cool to work on that because I I, I I grew up on that. that. Scared the shit out of me. Me too, man. It was. Like the, the the arm reaching in with the clothes hanger, turning the oh, light off. And... I had nightmares <laughs> after that. The one that got me was the the little dude that came out of the the flowers at the dinner party. <laughs> right. That to me was so like creepy. Yeah, it's like why don't you just? I'm like, what year did that come out? Like in '72 or something? Yeah, like it was that? early '70s for I sure. Was like seven. I'm like, you know what? Why yep. don't you just kill me? I was like, I can't take it. I'm like, I'm like, it's so terrifying. But meanwhile, I'm not turning it off. You right. Know? Oh, that's it's got a, Uncle Charlie in it, too. Yeah, that's right. Those things are down there. You know, that kind of <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, 1973. I just looked it up. I got. I have to see it yeah, now. I have to watch it now. I wonder how I bad it's going to be. I was <laughs> What's that? I said, I'm like, I, I thought I was seven. I was like, don't worry. Oh, I was old. I could handle I was eight. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, you, I'm telling you, I had nightmares from that stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and if you look, if you, if you remember the creatures, they were like fur suits. It was totally yeah. like this thing where they, it was, uh, you know, I'm sure it was a like repurposed. Yeah, yeah, it was from some other movie. They some alien space thing, and then they made a new head or something. But yeah, it was, yeah, prune head. Yeah, <laughs> like cone prune prune heads, but they were kind of like cone heads too. Right. You know, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, a furry yeah. body, and it's kind of absurd, but. But man, I, I I don't know. It freaked me out. It, it, I think it you know part of it was it just hit us at the right age. We were we were at the right age for it. Yeah. Um, but the over the way that they did the effects and the oversized sets was so right. cool to make them look small. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, it was really exciting because I, I I just did designs for that um, just for a couple weeks. I went to you did a great job. Oh Amazing. thanks. Yeah, it you was, make it creepy. <laughs> yeah it was fun we kind of went with a naked mall rat vibe for these ones <laughs> that was the inspiration was the naked mall rat 
but I, I, I initially, you know, I was going off of my first designs were like, I was trying to make those things. Oh, okay. But trying try to and, honor the original. Yeah. Form. And try and make them like good, you right. know, instead of goofy. And, <laughs> but, but Guillermo wanted it, you know, I think he wanted it to be his, you know, I don't know. Um, and, and the director, uh, Troy Nixie, they wanted to, I think they wanted to be their own spin on it, which is totally sure, cool. Sure. And, and I thought they were cool. I thought the, the creatures were cool, but yeah. still it's like, I was just thinking of the weird little shriveled prune, prune heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The seventies had like some serious, like horror TV movies. Like yeah. that. Gargoyles. Remember gargoyles? gargoyles? Yeah. Gargoyles. That was another one. Yeah, that scared the shit out of me. And, and all the, the Night Stalker stuff. Yeah. That was great. I can't figure out why they don't talk. Now, the Night Stalker, that's something that they should do a reboot on because it was a great concept. And right. But it was like, if you look at them now, they're still fun. But yeah. you could do the exact same thing and just kind of do it, you know, better. You right. Know? But do it in yeah. a per- do it, period. Do it in the 70s. But yeah, it would, would be, be fucking wonderful. great. And they, they, I think they did a remake of it, but I heard it sucked. I think, oh, it, really? yeah, I, I think so. I'm pretty sure well, they. I didn't even hear about it. So yeah, <laughs> <Sorry>. yeah. <laughs> but that, I would love to see that. And Trilogy of Terror is another one that was a great right, 70s Karen one. Black. Oh man, yeah. I, but that that was the thing. It's like, I I I was scared by it, but I couldn't not watch it. It was that weird, yeah. att- attraction and revulsion at the same time that I think really was what got me into horror, you know? Yeah. You know, you want to uh, evoke those uh, feelings in other people through your work or, you know, right. Yeah. That, that whole, listen, you want to disturb yourself and then, uh, you know, like, uh, and disturb the public. Yep. Stuff. You know, when I do my dark, you know, those creepy things, I'm like, I want to make it kind of gross. And I want to like, ah, this making me uncomfortable must be good yeah <laughs> well that's like you're you're the you're the hardest person to freak out with your own artwork right. so you're like when i when when you can creep yourself out or disturb yourself you know you're kind of like it's really gonna fuck with the the general public <laughs> <laughs> but i mean that's that's what i'm i kind of am trying with my my artwork I, I I'm just ta- thinking, talking to you about this and thinking about it now. It's like that's that the whole revulsion attraction thing is very present in what I'm trying to do, where I'm trying to paint them really well and right. make, make them look beautiful as paintings, but still right. be disturbing. So you've got that kind of push and pull thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes it interesting, I think. Oh, absolutely. You uh, you you find a wonderful balance and. Uh... Yeah, it's a it's, it's a fun game to play. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's really what it is. It's 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 a it's a game. That's I remember um, when Mike was making the documentary. It was that was something that throughout all the talks, all the interviews, it was something that we kind of or I I just thought about for the first time that painting is like um, it really is a game. It's like we're just sitting playing. It's, we could be playing a video game or something, but it's we're playing the painting game, and it's like a yeah. pu- it's a puzzle game. It's like a, a crossword puzzle, or or it's like you're basically trying to figure this this puzzle out, how to make a good picture. 
Right. And you're doing it alone. It's like solitaire or something. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Wrestling with this thing. Yeah, it's and it's just over and over. And the and the goal of the game is to make a good painting. Yeah. And whatever you think is good constitutes what a good painting is. Whatever your standards are, you apply to that. And right. so it's just over and over, kind of pointless. You know, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not pointless, but you know what I'm saying. It's it's yeah, just, no, absolutely. It's no, a, listen, just a that's, game. That's of... what, it's the struggle. That's what you see in the art. You see that kind of uh, that 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 uh, drawing out and uh, of, of 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 the feeling. Because yeah, I'm always trying to go for a feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Things yeah. Feel. I mean, they they could look right, but you want it to feel right as Def- well. Definitely. Don't know if that makes any sense? You know. Absolutely. You want it to feel. You create a. A character or something like that or a scene you want it yeah. to an emotion you want the the viewer to feel an emotion right the right emotion right <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's interesting to try to uh, kind of a you know get people to feel certain things you know yeah absolutely so do, you, do you get people who are uh, regarding your own work do you ever get people who uh like really are disturbed by it or or they kind of they 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 kind of get the spirit of what you're uh, going for yeah you know i think because i'm well known for this now at this point it's the people that are seeing my work generally are the feedback i'm getting is from people who get it you know like they they totally like get it in the right way which is really gratifying you know they're not like what and you have to explain it it's like you don't have to explain it and they and they totally love it so that's kind of cool every you know every once in a while you get a person who just kind of looks at it's like doesn't know what quite to make but that's that's the that's the little trick that i try and do i try and make the painting you know so well painted that it that they can't at least or they, they can't not they can't dismiss it yeah they can't dismiss it as oh it's just horror dumb dumb horror art or something it's whatever because the you know okay i might not like the subject matter of this but this person you know spent a lot of time and skill trying to really do a good job so with it so there must be something more to it than i'm seeing right you know what i mean it's not just some dumb goofy monster it's like there's got to be more to it so so i feel like you know what if your your if your technique is good, which your technique is you know amazing, you, then you you you're able to draw them in and maybe look at something they wouldn't normally look at, right? You know, and or appreciate it in a new way. Yeah. Well, yeah. You trying to well, trying to like almost like trying to bring a new color into the spectrum. Mm-hmm. That people like respond to something that, especially when they're not a fan of particular fan of, of a, a type of artwork right but they like yours right and that's a really high compliment you know yeah, yeah absolutely you you, you um uh, you seduced them with your work <laughs> yeah right oh it's you tr- like my work oh it's true that my 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 web <laughs> <laughs> i know exactly what you're saying though yeah i mean that's kind of the when i i've really um, I, I kind of get off when <laughs> I hate to, I hate to use the term, but like a normal kind of person, yeah, yeah. My st- someone that you, you know, just looks like your average person that you wouldn't be into this kind of weird stuff when they see it and, and 
can appreciate it. It's like it almost um, is more of a compliment to me than when someone who looks like they would, you know, like it likes it because it's more right. expected. You know, so when it when it's in, I mean, on, on one hand, I um, I don't know. I appreciate that 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 kind of normy looking person can can step outside of that. And, right. and and it says a lot about the person to me as well. But but to be able to touch a, a person that's not normally touched by this stuff is pretty kind of exciting to me. And I don't know. It feels like I don't know. It's like like you're connecting. Well, you reach someone that uh, who uh, who wasn't an easy an easy catch. Right. Right. And that 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 makes your work have a more of a, a of a even more nuanced appeal. Right. And it's uh, well put, you know, so that's uh, yeah, that's that's wonderful. Yeah, it's so that that's always that's always fun. I, and in a way, sometimes I wonder, you know, maybe we've I think our artists, especially artists into horror and weird stuff, you know, we've, we've always felt kind of like marginalized by that by regular people in a way. Right. You know, so in a way, it's like we're, we're making that connection finally you know right 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 yeah i wonder it's, i wonder how much of that there, there is in there i don't know i just i don't know just <clears throat> no it's it's nice to get a a diverse audience yeah know, yeah not not people who are like you know ah, i'm into this crazy stuff someone <laughs> who like yeah it's like a, a kind of a genuine not that fans aren't genuine but someone who's like really wasn't expecting Someone who wasn't expecting to like some, like right. your work, yeah. You know? yeah, that's like a real win. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, I got one. Ha ha! <laughs> this lady with the blue hair likes my work. <laughs> See that, Danny? She didn't even stop in your painting. <laughs> she went she right by. And walked over to mine and yeah. leaned in. <laughs> she went right by the bowl of fruit, straight that's over to it. the monster, and that's it. <laughs> kind of like this yeah i yeah, see <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow so you um you're just working on commissions right now i mean do you have any big plans for do you have any what about solo shows you don't seem so, to do a lot of gallery shows that i've seen no well i have kind of, to be honest i've pulled back on from uh, being involved with galleries mm. um i don't know you know it's uh it's so it's a lot of work yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, getting you know, there's like you know the cost involved sometimes. Yeah, especially being on the East Coast, a lot of the galleries are out in LA. Right. You know. So, um, but you know, I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm interested in uh, you know I, I want to try to you know I'm I'm going to start working on more sculpting work, more sculptures, and I don't know, I'd like to uh, raise that game as well in terms of uh, my approach and. And uh, see what interesting uh, things I can come up with that uh, I don't know. Uh, like to you know, like you know, you want to you want to. Everyone wants to evolve, so that's what I'm kind of working on. Yeah. So, it's, work, so. so you're you're more focused on um, your artistic creative evolution as opposed right. to any big goals of career or anything like that. Well, that yeah. Well, listen, I would. I would like to grow my career, <laughs> but uh, um, 
I don't know. In terms of galleries, uh, I mean, me particular, I, I, I you know, I, 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 there was a bit of a challenge for me. So I, I kind of switched gears. I mean, I'm not saying I'll never go back to galleries, but right. right now I'm trying to focus on some other uh, avenues of, of um, creativity and, you know, where I want to uh, feature my work. So. Right. Well, I so, mean, that that's I, – I started off – when I first started, it was like, it was all about the galleries for me. Uh, I still show, you know, just every year. This is the first year I'm not going to have a solo show in since I started pretty much Wow! because I have to, um, I got to get, I got a bunch of stuff. I got to get done commissions and this book and stuff. So, um, so I, I finally was like, okay, I'm not doing a solo show this year. But, uh, one thing that I discovered soon after I started showing in galleries was that I can't, I can't afford to just have gallery show. I can't make enough. I don't make enough money from gallery shows. Right. Um, so that's when I started doing the prints and the merchandising and all the other side business and the commissions and stuff. But I still have, I still, I've got a good uh, relationship with Copro. So I've been, you know, and it's, it is good to have the cool thing about the gallery scene is that, it's kind of the ultimate way to see, to see work is in person, right. you know? So it's, it allows for like a celebration to happen around your work and people to see the stuff in person, which you don't get from the internet, you know? Sure. Absolutely. So yeah. it's, it's, that's the value for me and, and a little bit of money, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, but a it's not, it's not enough. It's not enough to, you know, it's, it's the probably it's maybe the, the uh, I don't know maybe the least least money making part of my business might be gallery shows because because the majority is print sales and and stuff like that you know studies and stuff I sell online. Yeah, that that was one of the reasons why I, I kind of backed out was that it was just like the returns weren't there. For right. Me. If you can't afford yeah. it, you can't afford it. It's all there is to it. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, it's, if you're working on something for months. And you you know you got to have something framed and shipped and that and then it doesn't sell right. It's, it's not exactly uh. It's kind of crazy, uplifting. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me do that again. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep doing this. <laughs> yeah, this, this is doing wonders for my morale. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I it's it's good to you know keep your foot in there though. Yeah. Keep your, keep your toes in the water or however they put it um, well also well listen the the internet helps uh, to kind of maintain a you know um uh, a public you know so that the public could see you you know right. facebook and instagram and you have the patreon right how's that working out for you is that good it's great yeah it's great it's um the only problem i've had is that during busy periods, like I was posting every single day, I was wow. I was just flooding it with content, and then the first deadline hits, uh -huh. and it's like all of a sudden I have to wait, you know, a few days in between posts, and I I really wanted it to be what my Instagram used to be, which was everything I was working on every day. Sure, but that's been the only hard part, and 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 I do like a um, tutorial a monthly tutorial and I'm like oh, a couple wow. months, couple months behind on that because I just got too busy with everything. But people have been really cool about it. Um, 
you know, they understand. You just got to stay in touch and let people know what you're up to. But a lot of, you know, a, a good chunk of the people supporting the Patreon are just people that want to give you just a little bit of money to help. It's not right. like they're not like they're even I have to see what he's working on. I mean, although there are people that join just to, right. just for the tutorials and to learn. And, and but there there's a large amount of people that are just I want to help. I want I want you to keep doing what you're doing. I'm a fan of your work. I want I want to be able to and, and I can do a dollar a month or five bucks a month or whatever. Right. You know, so it's 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 hard to get people over to it because it's it's a newer platform and right. people are used to getting everything free on Instagram for like, yeah, ten, you know, sure. social media for the last 10 years, I've been giving it all away for free. So it takes a little bit of time to kind of convince people, but it seems like once they're over there, they love it. They're into it. Yeah. So, well, that's wonderful. I mean, like, yeah, the idea that people are supporting the arts, you right. know, they want to see what you do exist in the world. Right. And, the ultimate. You know, kind they, of. they don't want you know, like the, you know, I don't know, the business world to decide that you exist. Right. But, or not exist by not hire, you know, like commissioning you or anything like that. So Absolutely. it's actually a wonderful thing when people support artists. You yeah. Because it, it, it kind of um, it keeps it precious. I mean, it's, it, it, it's really something special that people go out of their way to say, I want this thing to be in my life and, artists like yourself to be in their life and to kind of help help you you know like create right make it possible so yeah i mean it's it's like the old patron model it's just a lot of people coming together and chipping in a little bit instead of a, right. a small handful of rich people doing the, the patron thing but yeah you know it's it's amazing it's great have you thought about doing it doing it Oh, it's a, it takes a lot of work, doesn't it? It's not as much as you think. And especially, here's the trick. Here's the trick. Okay, okay, guys. Well, first thing is... Everybody listening. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you and I'm telling everybody out there. The, the the main thing is you have to have a decent following on social media. Right. You know, because I don't, you know, I've got like 350 people on my Patreon right now. Oh. My personal one. And I've got you know, over a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. So it's like a tiny fraction of people right. that are going to pay from there. Yeah, 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 so yeah. it's like, it's your, your most hardcore fans. Like the people yeah. that really are there for you will come to your Patreon and give you a buck or a few bucks a month. Um, right. Or even, you know, more than that. So that's the, the first thing is you have to have at least a, a handful of people that are really serious about wanting to see you succeed. Sure. Um, and then the, the, the other thing is, as long as you say, state up front what this Patreon is going to be, right? That if you say, look, I'm only going to, I know a lot of artists that only post like once a week or once every couple weeks sometimes. Sure. And everybody knows we're just helping so-and-so out because we, we want to see them create artwork. And we know that there's only going to be a post every week or once a month even sometimes. It's, it's all about, you know, transparency and stating what you can give to this thing and, and just kind of letting the chips fall where they, where they may, and then promoting it a lot and saying, look, if you want to support me, this is the way I really would prefer you do it because, you know, most people can't afford to buy original paintings, but they could afford right. $12 a year, right, right, you know, right. or a dollar a month and you get enough of those people and it adds up. So, so that's the kind of the deal with Patreon. If you go on there and just say, look, 
I don't know. I'm going to give this a shot. This is, I'll, I'll try and post this much. Uh-huh. These are the things I will try and get, but it's, you know, I'm still feeling it out. People are cool about it. As long as you're open about it. Right. You know, you're not promising them the moon of the stars and right. Handing them a ham sandwich. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't, it's, it's, so I've, I'm a big proponent of it. So I'm, I'm always telling my friends and, uh-huh. you know, give it a shot. If you've got, if you think you have the fan base and if you don't think you have the fan base, then you should be building up your fan base on the free right. social media pages so that you can bring them over in, in, a, in the future. That's cool. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I assume that uh, running a Patreon page is kind of like running a television station or something where you have content and it's not though. It can it be, isn't? Okay. it can be that, or it can be, Here's a one photo a week of what I'm working on. Okay. Or it could be every day you're posting videos. It could be, it could, that's the cool, one of the cool things about it that I really love is that it can be, it could be, there's Patreons that haven't been, that have never existed yet that no one's thought of. Right. You know what I mean? Like I've been, I keep telling Copra, you should start a Patreon for the gallery. Right. And show behind the scenes of what it's like to have a gallery. And I would find that interesting. I know a lot of people. It would be that, value to yeah. value some people. Right. Yeah. And and interesting. I think it would be yeah. really interesting. So there's, it's kind of like, you know, it's an open book. It's a blank book and you can create however creative you want to get. You know, it could be, you could start a Patreon for your comic you want to do. And you could say, every time I, every time I finish a page, I'm going to post it on the Patreon just for right. Patreon people. And I'm going to eventually publish this thing, you right. know, oh, cool. whatever it's, it's, yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. So it's like, what I would suggest is to go on there and create an account and just join like five Patreons that are doing well uh-huh. at, at the, at the lowest level. So it's like five bucks a month and you can just do it for like a month even. Right. So it costs you five bucks and then you see what other successful Patreon people are doing and then just see if it starts making sense for you to do it and get right, right, stir, right. stir your uh, creativity. <laughs> I should be getting kickbacks from Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> just send a shitload of people over there. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I, I'll tell you what, if you started one, I would I would subscribe to yours for sure. Thank no you. question about it. So I think uh, I would, I mean, I'd love to see more of your process stuff. Cause like I said, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I think people, are int- yeah, I keep, um, I talk to other artists is that the public's very interested in watching people's process. Yeah. And I am as well. Yeah. Right. I like watching people, how they, you know, how they map out, how they do something. Definitely. You know? That's you the know? new, I mean, this is the, the new era of, reality tv and that show what was that show that used to be on uh how things work where they used to show you how they manufactured stuff i mean this is kind of the way things are people bonus features on dvds and stuff right behind the scenes people are interested in that stuff now so it's kind of it's time has come patreon's time has come in, in that regard so i would suggest that you look into it that's all i'm saying Thank you. I just, will definitely look into it. If nothing else, because I want to, I want to see your Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Just do, it, just do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
a one a one member Patreon page. <laughs> I've seen them before. <laughs> but that, that's one last thing I'll say about Patreon is you can't get some people. One mistake that people make is they create a Patreon and then they don't promote it because okay. because Patreon is not they say it's not a discovery platform. It's like a hosting platform. You have to bring people to it. Right. So a lot of times people will start a Patreon and they won't promote it and they just right. expect people to find them and no one finds them and then no, they don't get any support and then they give up and they're like, ah, oh, fuck it. And they just stop it. But it's one of those things that you have to right, right, actively right. like every couple days keep driving people to it, kind of sure. direct everything that way. So that's my Patreon pitch. I will stop Patreon <laughs> pitch. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> And if you, yeah, if you need any help, you could just, you got my cell number now, so you could just hit me up and ask me anytime. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. So, okay, in closing here, what, you, you, you don't, you're just kind of working on commissions. You don't have any shows coming up or any big, big things you want to promote? Um, no, not right now. That's I mean, what... I'll, 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 listen, I'd like to ask people to go over to my Instagram page. Yes. So artist johncivalero.com not johncivalero.com what's right well there's johncivalero.com <laughs> yes this is my website but uh, my uh, instagram is artist john Cibolero. okay and and if that... uh, you don't know how to spell Cibolero, just look at this uh this interview posted on that's the right chat. well here's the i you, one thing i'm going to ask you after we stop recording is for you to send me all your links and they will be in the description of, of the podcast as well so that's the other way that they can oh cool yeah yeah so anything you want what? i'll put it in there and uh oh the one thing okay oops the one thing i wanted to ask you this one thing all right do you know what what does your last name mean because my friend i was telling you in yes. the early 2000s, I was talking to Mitch, my friend Mitch Devane, who I always talk about. He's like the best sculptor in effects. He's amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, totally into all, you know, Mort Drucker and all this cool shit, too. Yeah. He's into really cool, that kind of uh, uh, Mad Magazine and all that. He said, Seb, he's, his wife is from Spain. And he says, Seb, he was like, oh, I was talking about you, about your work. Right. I was showing him your work. And he said, yes you know what that means in spanish it means onion seller right like you're selling onions the onion man the onion is that what it means yeah the onion man the onion man john the onion man i love it that's it <laughs> i was wondering if he was bullshitting me or not no no that's it that's it <laughs> okay my i've been wondering that for like 15 years now really? <laughs> i should have just asked you you know, I didn't. Fi- I didn't. You know, I didn't find out myself not that long ago. So, <laughs> really, not like you know. It's like, oh, you know, you're from a long line of proud onion men. You know, it wasn't like that. <laughs> but I, you know, it's it's it's, it's it suits me. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it does in some weird, weird way. I don't know why, but it kind of does. I would like to see a painting of the Onion Man. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. In, in in your style, in the Onion Man style. Well, you'll have to sign up for my Patreon. <laughs> there you go. That's marketing right there, boy. That's it. <laughs> See, I'm learning already. <laughs> I'm going to call you the Onion Man from now on. That's my cool. nickname for you. The Onion Man. <laughs> I love it. I love that. It's perfect. All Thank right. You. Well, thanks for coming on, man. That was a, a great 
excellent interview and I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's great. And, uh, very, uh, very happy to be part of this. Yes. Excellent. I, I'm, 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 I'm happy for you to be on the show and, and I, I'm excited to, uh, show your work to people that may not have seen it because it's so amazing. Thanks. I, I can't overstate that. Um, so, okay, so uh, let me just give a pitch for the Dark Art Society Patreon. It is, if you want to support, you can support for only a dollar if you want, and you get the podcast a day early, and that is patreon.com slash darkartsociety. And then my Patreon is patreon.com slash chetzar, I think. God, patreon.com. Yeah, that's <laughs> I haven't, pr- I haven't promo- promoted that one in a while. So, okay, um... That's it. So uh, thanks again for coming on and taking the time. I appreciate it. Uh, Let's just say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. See ya. See you later. See you next time.